Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV, and we will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and information you are going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. So now let's move behind the scenes here on Movie Beat. My guest today, and I'm thrilled to have him back, Kenny Johnson. He's returning. He's the star of The Shield, uh, Sons of Anarchy, Saving Grace, and so many other movies and television shows. Uh, and he's going to be with us in just a few moments. The chat room is open, so feel free to join us in the chat room. And if you've got questions of my guest, uh, feel free to ask them in the chat room. We'll try and answer them or have him answer them on the air. Uh, but first, I want to thank all my listeners and readers for tuning in and for spreading the word about Movie Beat to your friends and your industry connections. If you're listening right now, please reach out, phone someone, email someone, get on Facebook or Twitter or your favorite you know, social media means, and ask them to join you and listen live. And if they can't listen live, they can always listen to it archived because the official website is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S. That's my name, Rex Sykes. Dot com, And there are all of these interviews archived for your listening pleasure anytime, 24-7. You just go to the interviews blog at rexsykes.com. You can also get all of these as podcasts from the iTunes store, Rex Sykes Movie Beat. That's the name of the show. You just go there and subscribe, and you can have them all downloaded to your favorite electronic device, Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you, and that's why I connect you up with professionals who are making it happen. And you can subscribe to the official uh, Movie Beat page, RexSykes.com, by clicking on the the, uh, RSS feed button right there on the welcome page. Now, keep in mind, if you're listening to this live, um, you can friend us, you can make us a favorite, you can follow us right there on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can leave comments, and oh, we really appreciate it when you do leave comments. Also, you can rate and review the shows at iTunes. Don't let me forget to mention that. Um, and uh, Because when you do, it helps spread the word to others who uh, might be uh, uh, not familiar with our show yet. Uh, I'm going to bring Kenny on in just a second. I just want to say happy 2011. This is the first show of the year. I was away. I was in Florida producing. I was co-producer on a movie down there and line producer uh, of a feature film. And I got back right around Christmas time. So this is the first show since our last show, which uh, uh, my guest was Adam Rifkin. And he's got a show called uh, The Look, Look, the series on, on Showtime. All right, so I want to bring Kenny on. Kenny Johnson uh, made his feature debut in The Forbidden Dance, and then he starred for five years as Detective Curtis Lemonhead Lemansky on the critically acclaimed FX show The Shield. Uh, he also starred in Saving Grace and uh, and, and now has also uh, been on Sons of Anarchy. And i got to say before I bring Kenny on, I am a huge fan, and I just now – uh, and I can't believe I've been so remiss, but I just now ordered the uh, Shield Complete Series and uh, Saving Grace Complete Series. I've been waiting to make sure that Saving Grace uh, was available, and then I ordered them both. So I got plenty of viewing uh, in the future. Uh, Kenny, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. You know, it's great to have you back. I was going to say, if you held off, I could have gotten you. Uh, set series for free but since you bought them all man (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's very kind of you well i I contributed to the powers that be somewhere in the universe uh but i'll I'll catch i'll take you up on that on the next couple of shows (laughs) i appreciate that hey we got people in the chat room gaffer girls are back little Hermie. this is a new hour for us normally you know i mean the last time i think we did the show i don't know if we did in the afternoon or the morning but uh uh, we're trying it at evening, partly because my schedule has changed so much with uh, some of my duties. So let yeah. me ask you, how's the new year starting off for you? Awesome. It's good, man. It was uh, really good. I was in New York for a couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, which was, uh, you know, really uh, a great 
time and uh, place to spend, uh, you know, Christmas time. And then uh, I came back out to California and went out to the desert for like five days and hung out there for New Year's and, and, and I'm back and uh, just kind of chilling out with my, my little girl and my wife and, and, you know, in our little L.A. town here. So it's been good cool. so far. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you know, I, I uh, when we talked about the show, I thought, you know, it would be fun to try and answer some questions. And I noticed the other day on uh, Facebook, lots of people were asking questions of you. And uh, <laughs> we might we might be able to ask some of those people in the chat room, you know, are uh, tuning in. And, um, and uh, they may have questions as well. But uh, someone from the chat room, let me just start with one of those questions. Well, first let me ask you this. Um, your Sons, on Ar- Sons of Anarchy, um, uh, I remember a question from from um, Facebook. I don't remember who asked it, obviously, but, but um, they asked, they said, you rode in the shield and you ride on Sons of Anarchy. Do you own a bike in real life? Are you a rider? Yeah, uh, and I, I have, I don't have a bike right now. My last one got stolen. Uh, outside of actually where I live right now, about a hundred yards away, um, oh, some guys came by and lifted it in the, you know, into a pickup truck and took off. Um, so I've had four, I've owned four bikes, and uh, the last one I had was like an 1100 uh, Shadow, and I bought that off of one of my best friends that I did my first series with, Pensacola Wings of Gold. He's got like four motorcycles, so he kind of sold me his oldest one that was like in perfect shape. So that was. You know, but yeah, so I do ride. I I ride. I really like riding. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, how is Sense of Anarchy going? It's it's now going to be the fourth season, and you. How was last year? Can you tell us a little bit about um, your character on the show and and how that came to be from from when you from once you left Saving Grace and and um, and ended up on Anarchy. Yeah, that uh, you know, uh, it, it originally started out that. Uh, you know, when when the Seven Grace got canceled, uh, you know, I threw it out to 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 Kurt that I I loved the show anyways, and I'd been a, a supporter and a fan of it from, you know, when he first uh, made the the pilot, and uh, and uh, you know, so so he kind of called me up, and and John Landgraf, the the guy who runs the network, also on the same day that they made the announcements in the paper, <clears throat> you know, and he said. <clears throat> would it be okay if we kind of wrote you in before the end of our second season, just kind kind of introduce you, and can't, you know, so maybe we'll come up with something for season three for you to to do, and we'd love to kind of play. So uh, so I did that, and then they created a whole storyline for myself and the character Tig on the show, and we have this backstory that uh, you know that we kind of grew up in Tacoma together, and he came to Charming, California, and and uh, was a sergeant in arms uh, there, and I was a sergeant in arms up in Tacoma, and we have a beef about something that happened eight years prior to me showing up in town wanting to kind of go in transfer into their uh, charter. <clears throat> so he has not forgiven me for this thing that happened, uh, you know, long ago. And, uh, and you, you know, at the time they didn't figure out what it was, what it was. You know, uh, the, you know, the creator of the show just said, "Go deep and dark and think like maybe a family member, and you know, somebody stole someone's girlfriend, somebody got killed, and it, maybe it was my fault or something." And that they would eventually come up with the story. So that's kind of how we played it out through the season, and then towards the end, they they you know reveal that it was a, a, a dog, you know, a, his uh-huh. German Shepherd that <laughs> that died, and <laughs> it was my fault. So this is why he he will not uh, let me get voted in as a new member there. So it's an ongoing kind of thing between uh, he and I. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, uh, you know, people want to know the fourth season is coming up. Are you going to be on? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it would kind of make sense, but, uh, you know, it's it's up in the year. I mean, it's going to be a time cut to like 14 months later, you know, the guys got sent away to prison and, and they do their 14 months in prison. They come back to charming. And, and as far as I know, <clears throat> excuse me, charming, it becomes a whole, uh, it's going to be a whole new thing. I think the whole new town is going to be run by different people. Uh, you know, I don't know how 
I think the whole thing's going to change. So when these guys get out, I think they're going to be meaner and badder than they were already in Charming. And then, you know, the guys that were actually not in prison were like, uh, I guess, myself and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chibs and, and Opie and uh, and also the old man. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know where it comes into play. I mean, it makes sense that I would come back, but they have to figure out what storylines they're going to do and how the character fits in. So, you know, hopefully I'll hear something soon. Well, I sure hope so, and I know that the fans sure hope so as well, and uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to stay, you know, up to date on that and and uh, and and find out if you do. And we again, we sure hope you do. Uh, let, uh, people want to know, though, you know, uh, they, they, you know, they're asking like, you know, what is your favorite episode of The Shield or Saving Grace or uh, Sons of Anarchy? So I'm going to let you answer maybe each of those. But uh, I got to say, you know, I was so disappointed. I. Uh, I set my DVR for the final episode of Saving Grace, and it was the one thing that didn't go. I was gone. I was doing something. I don't remember. And it didn't record. And I came back to discover that it hadn't recorded. So I looked all over online. I went everywhere. I went to Amazon looking, you know, to see if they'd have the complete box set, and there was nothing for the longest time. And then just the other day I went, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check again. And I, and I, so I've, not, I've yet to see the close, so don't spoil, don't spoil yeah. it for me. I've been hanging out all this time, waiting to see the final episode. Um, it's a little bizarre. It's a little. It's a. It's a little bizarre. There's some really, really, really beautiful, cool scenes in the finale, but it's bizarre because it, it. You know, it had to come to an end, and they didn't give much notice between when they canceled and when you know they had to end it. So, uh, it's a little bizarre. I mean, some people really were like, you know, I. You know, it, it, I'll be interested to see what you have to say, actually. <laughs> okay, well, uh, you know, I, and I told you the last time when we were live in the air, but it's really true. I, I love your natural acting ability and the little bits of business and things that you do. And and each show that you've been in, i got to say, uh, not only do you contribute, you know, really well as an actor, but the shows are, are fascinating shows. I mean, The Shield was one of those shows that I, I just found absolutely riveting, you know, and, and compelling. Yeah. And... Uh, and well acted, and you know, and and kind of real, and saving grace. I, I while it was kind of fantasy, you know, it yeah. was it was still beautifully a beautifully acted show. So I mean, it, it's 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 uh, it's cool to be surrounded by actors like that. You, you know, yourself and other actors that 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 do a good job. Somebody, uh, uh, Glenn Polly on Facebook says, "How do actors get paid, especially the big money makers? Is it one big check paid out over the years? Uh, you know, and." Uh, and then they ask the follow-up question, saying, "If you weren't acting, Kenny, what would you be doing?" Uh, how do they get paid? They get paid uh, uh, just like everybody else, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> per episode. You know, I mean, they start. You know, they get paid per episode. So, um, you know, usually if somebody gets hired on a series as a regular at the beginning, everyone kind of does. Normally, the studio will make them do a five-year contract. And so they sign off for five years, whether the show goes or not, it all depends. You know, they, they go, you know, whatever. They go through uh, shooting the pilot, then going out and kind of seeing if people actually like the pilot by doing a lot of test screenings and then deciding if they want to pick it up for the network. And then they keep tabs on how the ratings do by this Nielsen poll, which is like a series of 5,000 TVs that are set throughout America and they kind of average how many viewers per the entire nation by these, you know, 5,000, uh, you know, Nielsen uh, television things that are hooked up so they can see what shows they watch and who who likes what. And so then if the show goes and, and goes for like a year or two years or whatever, you know, they make a deal prior to, you know, signing on about how much they're going to get per episode. So each episode that airs, Within like a week or two after, the agents or business managers will get a check from the studios for that episode in particular. And and if the show goes for a season, normally you're as a regular, you're guaranteed all episodes produced that season. So no matter if you get killed at the beginning or whatever, if your contract says all epi episodes produced, you get paid per episode 
um, throughout the season, and that's kind of how it is. And then after that season, if they decide to pick it up for another season, you find out before, you know, about a month or two before they're about to go on again, they find out whether they get picked up for a second season, and then it goes on. And if the show does really great, normally normally there's like one person, like Michael Chiklis or Holly Hunter, somebody will get a bigger chunk than most people. And, um, you know, if they're bigger stars or if they if they are the name or the star star of the show, they normally can, you know, go after a higher rate than the other people. But, you know, still the other people get paid, I think, pretty well, you know. you know, uh, So that's kind of how that is. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, I, I have two questions. Well, um, oh, and then I got the follow-up question from Facebook. So let's, let's do that. If you weren't – and then I want to come back to this. But if you weren't acting, what would you be doing with the, the question that this person had? If I didn't know anything about acting, uh, uh-huh. you know, and like had, you know what I mean? If I if I never accidentally fell into that world, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I, you know, like I I I love helping kids out, you know. And I was a counselor at an orphanage for like three years, uh, I, so I I I really like that. And I was also, you know, went to college for uh, corporate fitness, you know, to do with fitness or running fitness centers and you know i don't know something would would involve around probably you know i I don't know it could have you know something to do with i don't know helping kids in some sort of way and also you know obviously i'm into sports so yeah no that's that's awesome that's really very cool so uh, let me return though back to the question of how actors get paid and and um, you were saying that that if just to clarify, if you sign on for all episodes produced, you get paid whether you're in the episode or not. Yes, and that that usually is negotiated at the you know before the show gets okay. made. You know, so yeah. Do they also have an option to drop? In other words, you sign on for five years, but they could drop you every six months, or 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 do they not do that much? Uh, yeah, they could. Yeah, they have an option to you know you know if they you know kill you off obviously by the end of the season then you're done you're off they don't pay you out the rest it's only that season and not everybody gets all episodes produced i mean that you know the studios will uh try to you know they try to fight for their end so they have more power and they they can do whatever they want and then actors and agents always fight on their end so that's why sometimes people might fight for a role and for a certain amount of money and the studio might reject them all together so instead of taking a little less money and being on the show, they end up holding out, and then they go, well, we'll pass, and we have a second choice. We have somebody else. So that happens also sometimes. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, the Gaffer Girls ask, how did you fall into it, <laughs> going back to getting into acting? Uh, uh, they just listened to your first interview with me. Uh, prior to listening to this one, they said, I, they don't think you said it in our first chat, so they want to know how you fell into it. I think, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm, well, you know, I mean, I always kind of had a little intrigue with it, but not that serious. And I had some friends back when I was in Vermont that talked me into doing a couple of plays out there, you know, just for the fun of it. And, you know, I, really I only did it because they were from California, they were living out there, and they kind of challenged me to, like, go and do this summer of, of these, like, little, like, you know, silly little plays or whatever. So, uh I did that, but still had no interest in it. And when I came out to California, I didn't have any interest. And then I, be, I became friends with this guy who was uh, friends with Stallone. And it was around the time when he was doing Over the Top. And, uh, uh, you know, and so this guy had kind of wrote and was uh, going to star in this movie. And he brought me the project, and he had a best friend in it, and he had written the part for me. And so he asked me if I would do it, and I told him no. You know, and he goes, "Well, I wrote this for you." I go, "I don't care. I don't know anything about acting. I don't want to do it." And he kept on me for a couple of weeks, and so finally I said, "You know, if you find somebody to help me learn these lines, then 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 I'll I'll try it." I you know, and and I had pretty bad dyslexia back then, which is one of the reasons I didn't. I, you know, I just you know it, it just kind of had a fear of the whole whatever reading and memorizing or anything sure. to do with that. So. Uh, so I did, and in, in, in like the first scene that I did, some kind of weird thing surrounded me, like this still presence that kind of shot through me and let me knew that know that that was what I was supposed to do, and I had no idea what. It was almost like a godlike presence, like just shot through me, and 
And I knew the moment I opened my mouth and the camera started rolling, some weird thing, I felt like I was in the center of this universe. And it just, like, you know, clear as day said, this is what you're supposed to do. And I thought, what the hell was that, man? But I knew. And from that point on, I'm like, I don't know what that meant, but uh, okay, you know, here I go. And I didn't know where it was going to lead or anything, but from that point on, I just, uh, yeah, converted my whole life to acting. Wow, uh, fascinating. Now, and, and that is an unusual story. Do you, you have any suggestions or advice for uh, people who are, you know, entering the business, or uh, maybe they're even maybe they're even there and, and they're getting some work, um, you know, in, in terms of what they might expect, what they should or shouldn't concentrate on. Um, you know, this show is kind of like you know what to do and what not to do. Is there anything? Yeah. When, so you, say you're on Sons of Anarchy or you're on The Shield, you're in one of the shows that you're in, and and you get a newcomer come onto the set. You know, as you would, you'd get new guest stars to come in each week, or you get uh, day players or or tiny bit part players, or even an extra, and they get onto the set, and maybe some of them you know don't really know their way around very much, or haven't been on one much before. Are there any any um, Do's or don'ts that that you might <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take to share I, yeah, with. Them. I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, I mean, the first I, I'll answer the first part first. Uh, you know, is like um, my for me, my advice is like, you know, you can't give yourself a time limit. It's if it, if you feel it inside of you and it's something you really want to do, you can't give it a time limit. You've got to kind of dedicate your your yourself to it which is i believe is part of a connection to the universe you've just got to believe inside there's a reason and 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 there's a time for yourself and it will come as long as you as long as you keep doing everything you can to go forward and to learn and to you know do it for all the right reasons you know if you're in it for the right reasons which is uh you really feel inside of you this is what you're supposed to do or what you feel you have to do or really want to do then I think that, you know, in some place in time, it will happen and manifest itself. You know, I, 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 that's what I believe. And I believe that, you know, you're going to get a million rejections, but it's not about that. It's about believing what you believe in yourself, and eventually the right things will come to you. Um, you know, and at the same time, it's going to, you know, as a human being, I think, you know, you face all the biggest things that are really big obstacles, like, rejection people left and right say you know i mean it happened to me i mean i i've had thousands of no's he's no good he'll never do it why is he doing this he can't that he's the greenest whatever this guy should never you know and and all those things to me it bounced off me i mean i kind of like like i thought i'm not going to let anyone kind of you know control my destiny because somewhere i always believed that things would manifest and there is somebody out there writing or thinking of an idea of somebody and somewhere I'm going to fit in perfectly to that at somewhere, someplace in time. I don't know where or when, but I just believe that that will happen. And I think if you believe that it's not about competition, it's not about anything. It's really about your own destiny. And, and I believe that you have a lot of control over that. That's, that's my belief. Um, you know, um, you know, so I, that, that, that's that part of it. Um, and if you're a guest star or if you're a, uh, I, you know, guest stars and co-stars are different than extras because a lot of times extras sure. kind of come around and want to be extras and they think somehow their career is going to be built out of being an extra. I think I've only heard of one person that got a line or maybe two people that got a line as an extra out of all the probably hundreds of thousands of people that are out there. That's kind of like a tricky thing, you know, you know, trying to be an extra and then thinking I can, you know, uh, I don't know, network my way into something bigger. I think that's harder because normally the packing order, extras are extras, and they, you know, they are extras, and it's rare that you get somebody that jumps out that is that different. But I think undeniably if there's an extra that, some, that really pops and there's something about them, then somebody's going to notice them and maybe pull and say, look, I want you to play this part. I mean, that might happen, but it does, it, you know, it's rare. And again, that's, that, that would be one of those things where that person is that standout-ish for some reason and fits perfectly into something. Otherwise, you know, <clears throat> I just believe you just be yourself, you know. I mean, some people network great. You know, they have tapes, they hand them to people, they constantly do that. But but you know you got to understand when you, when you're on a series and you have the stars of the series, you know there's got to be 
a, a respect not to cross some boundaries, you know, because some, and, and, you know, I mean, I find it all the time. People are handing me scripts or Michael Chiklis scripts or, or trying to like, Hey, can I get in with your agent? Can I do this? Can I meet your manager? And, and there's kind of an etiquette and that's not the right way to go about it. And, and, but you do get a lot of people trying to do that. Um, you know, I, I really, you know, you can try to do that, but, but I still believe there's gotta be respect for like, you know, you can't really do that to Michael Chiklis. You can, but it, it's really not the right way to go about it. Usually, you know, you write a script, you you get it to somebody's agent, and if the agent, literary agent, thinks it's good enough, it goes through the proper channels. You know, people want to try to take shortcuts by networking their way up higher when they have a guest starring spot. They can try to do that. I'm not a believer in that. I'm a believer of you be yourself, you go there, you show up, you, you be professional, and and do you the best work you can to add on to the story, and people are going to notice you for what you know you you bring or not. You know, I really believe it's all about being prepared for what you do, being bringing the most of what you can to that role to help out the part. And if somebody notices you, like the network is like, I really love that guy, man. He had a great energy about him. His acting's really good. Let's look for something for him, or let's bring him back. And that. That happens a lot, and that's kind of what I believe in. I think that's, to me, the correct karma. I'm not w- one of these, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with the other way, but I do know it bothers a lot of, like, bigger actors when they're always getting approached by people, you know, to, you know, again, here, take my script, would you star in it for me, you know, when there's really nothing attached to it but a person with a script, you know. Mm-hmm. And it can happen, but, but that's, again, uh, you know. Well, Kenny, I mean, you have just said, you know, spoken volumes right there, and it's, it's, uh, wow. I mean, I'm so impressed. I love the idea that you said, you know, a couple of things. One is, you know, you, you be yourself, you do the job, you add value, you know, you contribute to it, you know, and, and your belief is that you're going to get ahead, and that, you know, part of, you know, the idea is if you feel like you're destined to do it, you'll do it, and you'll do everything no matter how, you know, insurmountable the odds, or how frustrating it may seem, or, or you know, no matter what the reject. I mean, that is that is probably one of the finest descriptions of of a great attitude I've ever heard. And um, you know, I, I just want to thank you for that because I, I think, and, and let's go to the the idea of people, you know, trying to hand scripts or. There's there's the difference between I think showing up on the set and 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 fitting in, and respecting yeah. the boundaries. Like you can't talk to the director. The director's busy. You can't talk to the first AD. They're really busy. You, can't, you know the stars are concentrating on their thing. The actors, you know. I mean, so you have to kind of learn how to fit in without being a bother. And yeah. and if you do every if if you do everything that you just said, I think you make yourself you know an an asset and and you become someone that people will look to then and go you know what if I got to hire somebody I'm going to hire that person because that person was was cool and then there's the other person who's like standing in the background with a bag of scripts or a bag of headshots or something you know right. waiting waiting to pounce on the people you know who are walking by because you know and I think that the difference is is one. And I and I don't mean to disparage the person who's standing there with a the bag of scripts, but I think one person is looking for how they contribute, and the other person is looking for what they can get back. You know, and, right. I, and I don't mean it in a selfish way, but it just it's the way, you know perception is everything, and you only have like one chance to make a positive impression, typically. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I mean, again, it's like if you, I mean, you come in as a guest star, a co-star. If you got a question, ask it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing is, like, I used to feel like I didn't deserve to ask questions when I first started. I, I kept thinking, like, I'm not worthy. You know what I mean? I, I would do my job, but I, sometimes I would have questions, but I, I, I would think I'm not good enough to ask the director, so I should just shut up. But, you know, I mean, as time goes on, I think I think it's more – I think people respect it more. If, if you have a, a, an, an artistic or a creative idea or 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 – something that that you know that you really want to ask i mean ask it I, I i mean i definitely think people respond to that in a very positive way you know if if you know like you say use your own discretion of what feels right but but not by trying to i think a person knows that they're being completely honest with themselves whether i'm trying to do something to get ahead here or i'm actually in this project in this scene in this thing right now and 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 these are intuitive questions and these are coming from 
this moment, you know, and I, I, there's a difference. Uh-huh. And, and I think, you know, obviously people that are intuitive know the difference and they will pick up on it. So people, it, it, you know, ultimately they can do whatever they want and it gets sussed out anyways, you know, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. No, no, absolutely. It's very cool. Kenny, I am enjoying this so much, and so are the people in the chat room, and and I know that our listeners are as well. I'm going to just take a short break to remind people uh, what they're listening to, and and, and, uh, and then we'll be right back. Thanks. You're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official web address is rexsykes.com. That's my name, R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. And I certainly appreciate all of your comments and the support about the blogs and the articles and these conversations. So please do feel free to email me uh, through the website uh, about guests or your comments, your support, your critiques, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm happy to get that from you. And also, please do reach out you know, and find someone else to, uh, to grab and say, hey, come listen to this. And if, they, if, if you're late and they don't get here live, remind okay. them that they can always listen to these archive. Where's Kat? What's wrong with it? Cool. Okay, I'll take you out when I'm live. With Kenny and his family. Right. No, no, that's cool. That's my <laughs> That's Angelica, live. Angelica Scarlett. She wants me to take her for a walk, but she's a little sick. Oh. Hey, baby. That's... It's okay, sweetheart. Oh. I promise I'll that's... take you out afterwards. Okay, we'll go outside. We'll go to the Grove. Okay. <laughs> That's cool, and then you can and you can remind her that that she made an appearance here on on movie <laughs> but, <laughs> but she's older. You say she made I a radio appearance. Exactly. You could, you could play it's it. Great attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! Oh, the Grove. I love the Grove. Boy, that has certainly built up from from when I was younger there, when it was just the farmers market and the parking lot behind CVS. Um, so very cool. Um, I, I wanted to ask you. Um, you know, uh, because somebody somebody did. They said, like, what's your favorite episode of The Shield? Or, or maybe what's your favorite episode of Saving Grace? Or what's your favorite episode of, of uh, Sons of Anarchy? But I also, I also, and I do want to get to that, but I also uh, understand that, you know, recently you were an SUV uh, and in New York. How How is that? Is it SUV or SVU? Uh, I'm sorry, it's I can SVU. You it's SVU. No, it's Special Victims. Yes, no, no. It's, <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking of soccer moms. Um, no, no, me too. Honor. I keep saying SUV. It, yeah. it was awesome. No, S, S, SVU. 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 Mariska was awesome. She was awesome, uh-huh. awesome, awesome. And, and uh, yeah, it was great being in New York for two weeks. It was awesome. I mean, I loved it. I loved her. I loved Ice-T. He's like ma- amazing guy. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, we had another special uh, uh, guest uh a parents, a woman that was in the House of Sand and Fog, uh, Shorda, Shorda. She's a Persian lady. She has a very deep voice, and her name I can't pronounce. But she was an amazing actress, and uh, you know, just the kindest, kindest, giving person too. So I had a great time, a great time with that, and and uh, that aired like last week, I think. Uh, but it was fun. Thank you. Wow, that's pretty cool. What um, you know, because the person asked about um, about you know you know different favorite episodes. What what this is going to be one of these kind of very generic questions. But what makes something special? What makes something sizzle for you? You know, when you're like acting in a scene and it just clicks, or or you go, wow, that was great, that was fun, or you look back on an episode and go. This is my favorite. You know, I'm sure there's maybe a hundred different things, but if you could, you know, to I, I mean, to me, like you know, it's like I mean, maybe I don't know. Uh, the first time is always the best for me. Like you've never worked with anybody when it's cast really well. The first time is always really, really special. Hi, Angelica. Like um, to me, the the the, the, um, the no, it's all right. The uh, Saving Grace, the first episode, um, was filmed, you know, up in Calgary. It was the first time we all met each other. Um, it's the first time that you bring all the history of the characters together. And to me, like, that was my, that was, to me, my favorite character. The favorite episode is the very first one. You know, I, I, it was just, you know, everything was all new, and the chemistry was all interesting because it was the first time everyone, everyone was connecting and I, I loved it. I loved the pilot. I loved the way it was written. So I always think casting and the way it's written 
is is really 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 important. The writing is so important, I think, and 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 the casting, and and I think if they get that right, it kind of happens and it jumps out on screen. And when the people are playing off of each other, the energies kind of you know they 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 play they play off of each other, and it really comes off on screen. Uh, I, I love the, the 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 pilot. My favorite one was the pilot of Saving Grace for me. Um, because of that, I think, and and when I look at it, it just felt so raw to me, and I kind of felt that about the shield also. I, I, I you know, I mean, I was in the pilot for whatever amount of time, but it felt so kind of raw and and different and invasive, and in, in in grounds that had never really been tested before on TV, and for me, it felt really dangerous and and, and you know new. And and that was one of my favorites. I mean, on the Shield, I, there there are many that I felt as my favorites. Like you know, I love when I got killed and blown up with a grenade. That whole episode of running away from, you know, you know the you know prison time and and hiding out and trying to find who I wanted or what my destiny was going to be, and then trying to cover up for you know my guys and doing prison time to let all of our all of our wrongs be washed away. That that was really fun for me. I mean, that was another probably the first and last episode for me were some of my favorites. But the, I mean, the Shield again was so so much so much fun, you know. And Sons of Anarchy, I wasn't on from the beginning, um, so um, you know, I, I I really liked a lot of them. I mean, I don't really have a favorite there because I I worked mostly just with Kim Coates, that character Tig, and I think we had a lot of really fun stuff and different episodes that would like pop. So it was really our relationship in a few different episodes. And there's a lot of the Suns episodes that I love that I think like the 13th one that I I wasn't in, but I thought the 13th one of the second season to me was like my favorite show. I thought it was great. And Kurt Sutter directed that and he's the creator of the show. And I I just thought it was like a film. I thought it was so beautiful and brilliant and, uh, you know, I mean, that was mine, and I wasn't even in it, but, uh, yeah. Very cool. You know, I, I want to ask you this. How do you sustain a character through a show? You know, I mean, in other words, like, the Shield is five seasons, and, and um, Saving Grace is three, you know, years, kind of thing. Um, because I have seen some, some shows where somebody comes on, and they do this very quirky thing in the first, you know, season, and then by the third or fourth season, they've suddenly become kind of a little bit more mainstream. You know, the character's toned down, or, or it just seems like something that would be hard right. to keep up forever. How do you how do you sustain a character? You know, uh, I mean, there, there's two parts of that. I think you know, the writing has to sustain itself, and uh, I think it's super super important. Like uh, Steven Spielberg, he looked at the pilot of Saving Grace and told Holly Hunter, he goes, you know what? This is really, really good. He goes, but how do you make it better now? He goes, now you have to figure out how every episode is going to become better. So she pushed the writers to constantly try to be better. And that's it's a tricky thing because there's a lot of shows that are written, formulated, which are, you know, have to have a beginning and a conclusion by the end of the episode. And those are the trickier ones. The ones like The Shield that has through lines that can go, you know, many layers deep and many relationships deep and many twists and turns that go through the years, that's kind of more real life. And that's all in the writing, I think, you know, and if the writing's there, you just have to keep your character alive. You have to, you know, be true to your character and always kind of follow the path that the writers are doing and you keep it interesting. It's your job. I mean, I think it's, it's a fun thing to come home at night for me. I mean, I've said this a lot of times, but I used to write every night for a couple hours after I would get home from the shield and I barely have anything to do on the show, but I kept thinking I need to keep this guy alive inside. I need to have his own personal life. So I would kind of free base thoughts, meaning like whatever thoughts, whatever direction, however dark, however deep, I would just go on my own. And I thought, well, if anything, I keep it alive inside of me. And then when I'm on screen, I would hope in these situations at least I know I had a real life that was going on, I would think, you know. And and that's what I do for me. Other people have definitely, you know, their own, uh, uh, you know, their own way of going about characters and what they do. But for me, I did a lot of writing on my own to keep it alive inside my head. So every day I would come and feel like I was living in that guy's skin, you know. Wow. 
Wow. Well, and that's that's, uh, but that's impressive. You know, the homework, you, 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 especially when you said even if I didn't have much to do in that particular show, you you know you spent time, you know, working on your character and developing your character. Uh, again, impressive. Um, there's a, a, a person in the chat room I want to I want to mention said that, um, and I and I can't go back far enough to find out, but Sue Sebring said that all of those Sons of Anarchy cast was very down to earth. Um, and supportive when she had a uh, a tough medical issue that Theo went yeah. above and beyond, and and uh, and Kim and a lot of the others went above and beyond. And didn't do anything for publicity or anything. Um, she also, and I don't, I I sorry, I don't know what that refers to, but she said um, she asks, will the neck tat ever be explained? The what? Say that again. Neck, the neck tattoo, I guess. Is that what? Uh, okay, we both don't understand that question. Will the neck tat ever be explained? Neck tat? Oh, yeah, the neck I mean, tat. My neck tattoo. Yeah, the neck tattoo. <laughs> no, it's a secret. I can't tell anybody. I know what it means and why it's there, but I can't tell anybody. I kind of okay. tease people with it just because it's actually a lot more simple and, and ridiculous than I'm making it, but... <laughs> I just did that to tease people. That's so funny. <laughs> I can't. It might get out. I mean, I know other people know why, but I can't, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> now we know that uh, you, somebody, one of the, one of your friends from the Shield is Walton Goggins. Yes. And uh, and now uh, <laughs> he's on Justice. Yes. And Justice that's a, is, that, is that another Sean Ryan show? Uh, no, no, no. That's another show on FX with uh, Tim Oliphant, uh, uh, you're who, right. is, who is one of the guys on uh, Deadwood. Uh, really, really good, really good actor. Yeah, I mean, he's a really good. That guy's become, I think, great. Oh, Oliphant. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And I and I misspoke the title. I it was justified. Yeah. What did I? Well, I don't even know what I said. Uh, but he's on. A, any any chance or hopes of of you uh, doing a guest on that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't think they know who I am, and you know, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I who knows? I have no idea. Thank you though for asking. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So, um, um, there is a question here that says, um. Well, somebody just wants to know about family, like uh, siblings and and uh, Don Provenzano, you know, uh, wants to know about your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two sisters. sisters. I have I have a sister, a younger sister in Vermont, and she owns a hair salon, and uh, and uh, she's a single mom with two girls uh, that are in high school. Um, and then uh, I have an older sister, a couple of years older than me, that it lives in Utah, uh, um, and and she's got five kids. Um, and uh, yeah, so and and her her uh, husband is in uh, was in the Air Force for a number of years, and now he's like the wing commander of the base in Utah. So uh, you know that's that's them. And my mom lives in Vermont also, and uh, you know, and she's yeah. So that's that. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, no, I understand. Hey, um, uh, let me switch topics here real quickly, and that is, um, uh, there's a movie that we did discuss called. Is it called Few Options? Few options. Yeah. Few options. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. It was. Uh, I did it uh, actually in between the first episode of the third season and when I came back on the sixth episode. <laughs> shot this little indie film uh with uh Rain Wilson and Michael Sheen and uh Laura Sendia Como, Dayton Cali, uh what was it? Uh David Marciano, Aaron 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 Daniels, um and Brad Dourif. Um, you know, so it was just a little cool indie. Um yeah, that's in the film festival circuit or it's going there. And what what is what is what is the premise behind um, that movie? My character Frank 
got arrested for drug trafficking 23 years prior during the Reagan administration when he kind of had a law that Reagan changed the the law on drug uh, uh, on drugs and you get mandatory sentences, which means you don't get paroled ever. Uh, so this guy spent you know this amount of time on basically something that was just driving some uh, cocaine, well, some like quarter million dollars worth of cocaine across state lines. So it's basically starts from the day he gets released uh, 23 years later and what happens in his first eight days, which is uh, crazy. Like just, you know, it's like crazy. So basically that's that's what happens, you know, in uh, – uh, yeah, he gets out, so it's the first eight days of this guy's life, and he comes in touch with the guy kind of screwed him over when he gets arrested all these years later, and also the guy that he lost the drugs for um, comes back into his life. So then this basically a whole thing revolves around that. And uh, and David Marciano is, is somebody that you worked with in The Shield, correct? He was on The Shield. I don't know if I ever had a scene with him, but yeah. I mean, it's, but I mean, you were both <laughs> in The Shield, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I I suppose that's something to address because I you know a TV schedule or even a movie is different you you could be in the same project and and actually never meet someone yeah you know or or you could meet them and not ever have an on camera you know moment with them yeah we we did that a lot it was it was funny on the shield it was like it looked like we were such a you know but but the the strike team was a strike team. <laughs> and, uh. We'd run across like Jay Carnes and CCH like leaving to go or or something or Acevedo. We'd sometimes have scenes with like Benito Martinez, but for the most part, it's like yeah, all of our stuff was shot separate. Uh, you know, unless we were in the barn, which is like the precinct, and then you know, obviously, we'd run across and talk then because they would be in another section working at their desks or whatever. But um, yeah, it's interesting that way. Like you know, the whole season of Sons of Anarchy, uh, they were in. Ireland when we were back in Charming, so when they were in Ireland, we never saw those guys, you know. <laughs> My call would be whatever time, and we might, well, I might catch the tail end of Charlie leaving with Theo, and I'd be like, hey, and then <laughs> we're like, they're gone, and I'm like, it's weird, you know. It's kind of weird sometimes. Now, somebody asked, and um, again, I don't think I can scroll back to it, but they asked, you know, do you ever watch your work, and if you do watch it, you know, are you, do, you know, um, I guess how do you evaluate it? Do you, um, you know, do, does it come off the way you'd hoped it did, or do you notice when it doesn't, or you know, how do you, how um, do you evaluate your performance? Yeah, I, I you, you know, it's weird. I don't know. I used to, I used to have like OCD with it. I'd watch it and I'd hate everything I saw about it, so I'd rerun it fifty times, hoping that in my mind it would be different, but it wasn't. And I used to be like really, 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 really hard on myself. So then. I couldn't watch stuff, you know, for quite a while. And the first time I actually started watching it was, I, I think, The Shield. You know, that I kind of, uh, there was something about The Shield, the way they shot it, that I didn't know what they got. I didn't know what they captured because they were that good about, you know, making it, it be like they were a fly on the wall capturing stuff. So to me, when I sh saw The Shield, it was interesting to me because it's the first time that you would see it come to life. And, uh I thought that was kind of cool, and I could watch that, you know. But some shows, I, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I have a hard time watching. You know, I used to, yeah. I mean, I used to not be able to be around anyone when I'd watch anything. I, I literally, you know, I just would stand in the back of the room and just watch it and cringe. And that's just me being like too critical of myself. And now I, I, I kind of feel that way a little bit. But I, I like, you know, whatever. I let go a little bit and just sort of watch it for what it is, and sometimes I'll have to watch it six or seven times to forget it's me. And then once I forget it's me, I can accept it as what it is, you know, <laughs> if that <laughs> makes any sense. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Well, do you – do you? how do you think – I mean, how do you think that you have um, adjusted that? I mean, in other words, from, from where it was in the beginning to, to now – I just got old. I just got, as I get older, I just sort of like let go. You know, I used to be used. For me, I would obsess on so many things that were so ridiculous. You know, and and then some things you have no control over. So once you realize you don't, you just let it go. You know, you do the best you can, and you do. You do your work. You do the best you can, and then it's really out of your hands after that. And so, uh, 
you know, I just kind of let, you know, and the other thing, I guess, is to be very careful about what projects you pick because, you know, a lot of times if you pick things where the writing's not that good and, you know, you don't know if the camera work or the camera people are lighting and, and everything, if it's not like something that's going to be a quality project, you're probably going to come out seeing that unless you get really lucky, you know. So, you you know, I think if you're careful about it, then, uh, you know, then it might be interesting and good. But I, I think for go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say who knows. I don't really know. I just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just do know. I, you know. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. I I think, you know, the the um, I think there's a difference too because there's the you know you're doing something on a set, you know, whatever set that is. You're doing something in a, in a location with other people, and you know what you're doing, and then somewhere down the line you get to watch it. And, you know, it's one thing if the camera is placed, you know, just in kind of in a master shot or, you know, or or third position or something where there's just, you know, like a video record of everything that went on. You could look at and say, yeah, you know, I was close to what I did or wanted to do. But 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 then enter television where things may have been captured or not captured or they may have cut away from the response or they may have cut to, you know, I mean, in other words, it's crafted differently. So, um, yeah, that's true. Do you notice a difference between? I think part of the question was, you know, if you if 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 when you've done a scene, that afterwards, you know, if you watch it, do you? Do, do, in other words, do you do you? Does it represent what you were going for? In other words, do you do you think you see? You know, when I'm trying to figure out how the question was asked. Sometimes um, yeah, and sometimes no. Again, it, you know, it's not really up to you uh, what they put on the final page. You know, some people might have a certain tone they're going for in that episode and then the director or whatever kind of tonalized it that way and it might have been not what you hoped for or the response you were going after and you you know you might have done it like eight times and two times was you felt like you really got to where it was supposed to be but they decided to go an opposite way depending on kind of the tone they want to go for so those you know those things you have no control over you know but i think you know i mean again it's like saving grace is like the 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 acting and the 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 uh, you know the premise of it is pretty cool or the shield and and the same thing with Sons of Anarchy that you know it, it's it's really a blessing and it's more of a thrill that you get to be a part of that because they I think they make you look better than you know they they, they you just you, they capture that world I mean you are that world and they capture it and then it's like uh, I don't know I just feel really blessed that I you know. Uh, you know that you get to be a part of something like that. So, um, yeah, that's very cool. Well, we have literally maybe uh, you know ten minutes on the outside here left. Uh, we've been really enjoying this. I've been really enjoying this. We got a lot of questions coming in now. Uh, Suze asks again. She says, you know, she's very method in her writing when she writes stuff, and so if she's writing depressive stuff. She tends to stay that way. She wants to know. Um, I guess particularly with cause, you know, do you leave them in the trailer, so to speak, or do you, you know, with your characters, do you wear them home or you have an on and off switch? It depends, you know, I mean, like, you know, doing Lemonhead, I remember getting really worn out that people would see me outside and just say, you look horrible, you look like hell, you know, and, and it's because I, you know, the bleeding ulcer and the, like, mental state that I was always in just sort of looked that way on the outside, you know? <laughs> Uh, and I think, you know, like this show, I'm doing Sons of Anarchy, I, I, you know, unless it's really a demanding scene where you're emotionally deep into something, I'll stay more in character or my mindset all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, and, and I think that helps. But then I think you know when to kind of shut it off or, or to disengage from that. Like I won't, I wouldn't come home and do that around, like now I have Angelica, my baby's like 21 months old. I wouldn't do that. I would never come home and wear that. I mean, I know when to shut it off and that's my baby and and my wife and I want to be here and I'm going to give them all of me right now. And then once they go to bed or whatever, then I'll snap, go back into something. But, you know, very cool. Now, um, someone also asks, um, uh, uh, do you have a favorite genre, you know, or a particular part, or something that you haven't done yet that you'd love to tackle? Ah, uh, genre, yeah. You know, uh, I, you know, I mean, like, like, like the new movie that came out, Thor. 
you know, the Thor Viking, you know, like a Marvel character, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I would love to do, you know, something, you know. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of things I haven't done. Uh, so, yeah, I think m- more that genre. I would really love to, or you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, or something, you know, uh, Chocolat, you know, like a movie, like just a beautiful story takes place in a different time and place, and uh, you know, yeah. So I mean, you're not saying you want to wear tights and no, uh, and swing and rope? No, 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 that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just check it. No, but that's uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what it. I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I get it, but uh, cool. Um, you, the uh, other question is, uh, what is what um, what have you experienced as a major difference between a TV and film work? And that comes from uh, Terry. Um, you know, I mean, just <laughs> well, it depends what film. Actually, I've oh, done. By the way, people sport. are saying you'd make a great Viking. So, oh, thank. You. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if it's a if it's a quality film, they usually you know you have a lot more time to do these uh, you know parts. You know, you might shoot two 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 pages in a day. You know, where uh, you know in television you shoot like maybe eight pages a day. So you know, uh, television just works at such a high high rapid pace that you don't have a, t- a lot of time to rehearse, a lot of time to discuss, a lot of time. So you just need to really be prepared and just go, you know, do the, you know, you just have to be prepared for that. Where film, a lot of times, just, it's a much slower, very particular kind of pace. Unless you're doing a very low budget film where they have like 16 days to shoot a complete two hour film, you know, and then that, that means you're working like 16 hours a day and just kind of jumping from place to place to place, you know. So it really all depends on what you, you're working on. And you have been so cool, you know, and, and you've taken time and, and I know Angelica wants you to go for a walk. I know, so, she does. She's freaking out. I'm now. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh say it has been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thanks, and man. again, I can't wait until you come back again. I hope you will sometime cool. and uh we can chat again. And uh and I you know, I just wish you uh, you know, the absolute absolute best you have uh, um, been very inspiring and very you know I, I hope that that, that the, the kinds of things you said about career and attitude and uh, you know and you and your dedication to you know your destiny kind of thing um, you know is is played and listened to by by actors and not just actors but anybody who wants to be in the business of film and, and you know what and for that matter it's not even the business of film it's just in any business if they feel you know, a connection with it. It, it is the very powerful words, Kenny. I really appreciate that. Of course, man. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go so okay. that you can take Angelic for a, a nice walk and, and be with your family. And Thank again, you. thanks. And uh, and you have a great rest of the evening. Thanks so much, of course. Kenny. Okay, man. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Well, now that was uh, Mr. Kenny Johnson, and uh, you know he's appeared on the Sons of Anarchy, and he's been there uh, for a couple of seasons now. We don't know uh, yet whether or not he's going to be back on the fourth uh, season. So here's what I suggest, and, and I suggest we all kind of uh, find out if there's a campaign somewhere or there's a, a place that we can write. Kurt Sutter, I think, is the producer email or write and to ask to have Kenny back. I think uh, he's an incredible asset. I know Kenny said he didn't know if the storyline uh, uh, you know, was something that uh, you know, if it would be different or it would be the same. But you know what? Call, write, email. You know, if you live in L.A. and you, and you know these people, you know, say, hey, you know, let's get more of Kenny back. I know I certainly would like to see him on the show again. Uh, I, I could never get too much of him. He's, he's To me, he's a wonderfully delightful actor. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening in, and I appreciate uh, so much your support and uh, the fun in the chat room. And uh, keep in mind that this show is archived. It's available as an iTunes iPod. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat. Oh, by the way, Kenny Johnson has his own website. It's kennyjohnson.com, and you can go there and uh, – 
and uh, and and visit his website. He's got a guest book and and you know a frequently asked question site and things like that. So be sure to check that out. Please share these interviews with uh, everyone. Rate, review the show, leave comments right where you are, or at the at the iTunes thing. Review them because that helps us to reach other people. Make us a friend. Make us a favorite. Follow us right now uh, as you continue to listen. And, uh, and and spread the archive show. Got more great guests coming up. I will keep you posted, so stay tuned to my Facebook profile page. Stay tuned to Twitter. Stay tuned to RexSykes.com uh, with the announcement of who the next guest is and when that's going to be. But it's so good to be back, and it's so good to see so many friends in the chat room. I thank you all. Have a fabulous day. Uh, and, uh, again, just in closing, I want to thank Kenny Johnson and uh, and you the the readers and listeners of Movie Beat. Okay? Keep sharing the website and uh and subscribe to the to the website if you can. And everyone have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.